This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. Our co-host, Charles Thompson, is not here. But I am joined today by David McGarry, who's a policy analyst at the Taxpayers Protection Alliance and a social mobility fellow with Young Voices. You might also know him as co-host Charlie's eventual replacement. David, how are you doing today? The coup is well underway, sir. Um, I've decided to make it a, a slow and incremental and nonviolent, a very Burkean coup, if you will. And uh, we'll, we'll just see how this plays out. Yeah, Glad to be here. it's kind of a free market approach. We're going to let the market speak for itself here, okay? And uh, I don't want to tell you, but Charlie's not winning right now. He can probably hear me talking. So I'm going to give him as much hell as I possibly can. Well, we've got, a, we, we've got kind of a short amount of time today, but I did want to talk to you about this Google situation. As you know... And I trust is one of my favorite things that the government does uh, at all times. And uh, we've talked about this issue before, but um, once you fill everyone in on what's going on with Google and the uh, Department of Justice. So the Department of Justice has just begun its trial of Google search. And these issues get a bit complicated, but essentially what the Department of Justice is saying is that Google search has gotten a monopoly in the relevant online search uh, search markets, and also that it has maintained that monopoly anti-competitively. Um, because remember, in America, it's not actually illegal to be a, a monopolist so long as you don't actually maintain that monop monopoly using uh, uh, anti-competitive business practices. So there are two problems with the DOJ's case against Google. Number one, Google doesn't actually have a monopoly. And number two, it is not maintaining that non-monopoly anti-competitively. So let's start on the let's start on the first problem. <laughs> Sorry, so, just just those two problems. That's a uh, that's all we have. Everything else is on the up and up, though. <laughs> exactly. It, it's legally rock solid um, besides those two things. Um, so the, well, let's start with the first with the first part, the monopoly part. So basically, the Department the Department of Justice is making the case that the proper way to define whatever this online search market is, this relevant market, is just traditional search engines, which if you just look at traditional search engines, it is true that Google does dominate. Now, more properly, I would argue that we should look at the larger online, um, the larger online search ecosystem, because a lot of people begin their searches on things like Amazon, actually a very, very high percentage of product-based searches. We have d data that shows that they begin on Amazon. Um, people also use service-specific for uh, like Expedia, and more and more people are actually beginning searches on social media apps or even with AI. Um, AI is actually the, I would say, is the up-and-coming threat that will likely make all traditional search engines obsolete within, I don't know, I mean, I'll, I'm going out on a limb here, but I'd say probably within a decade, we're seeing a vastly different um, 
and largely unrecognizable search landscape from what we have today. So that's the first prong that Google that that, that Google's only this 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 um, uh, I don't know this this all controlling monopolist if you just look at uh, this narrowly defined search engine market. And then number two, when we're looking at anti-competitive uh, conduct. So basically, Google has a bunch of deals with companies like Apple, which has the Safari browser with other browser owners, um, with makers of cell phones, with some telecom companies. And through these deals, Google becomes the default search engine, right? So you open up Safari, you type in the first thing you you want in the first, um, or I should say the, the search engine that automatically does the searching is Google, right? On Android, this is um, these deals often result in Google being the search bar that is right there front and center on your home screen right when you get your phone. So the 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 DOJ basically says that this is anti-competitive. Um, and the problem is that these deals are sort of normal business practices that actually benefit consumers. It's true they benefit Google, but they also really benefit the people that or the companies that Google works with. Um, these companies want to give their consumers a default because it makes um, it makes the user setup experience so much simpler, right? Um, the companies don't want to make everyone choose all you know choose this whole laundry list of different um, of different features. So they just say this is search engine is one of the things that we're just going to give you the best. Everyone knows that Google's the best, and if you doubt me, go try to use Bing, and then come back and and I'll and I'll take your. Um, I'll take your I'll take your apologies off the air, um, <laughs> but we um, we look at these 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 deals that Google signed, and again they benefit consumers. They benefit the the companies that Google has uh, is working with because they provide a huge amount of revenue. Actually, the vast majority of revenues of con co uh, companies like uh, Mozilla, which runs Firefox, come from these deals. Part of the reason why Android phones are so cheap is because the manufacturers and uh, the the telecoms that that uh, that sell Android phones have revenues from Google. So what this what these deals have actually done is make a huge amount of competition in the mobile phone space between Android and iPhone. Um, and then obviously they do benefit Google and they help Google um, better its product. They help Google get the uh, massive amount of data that it needs to keep tirelessly tirelessly innovating. And I will end this filibuster. Just by saying that the reason why Google has attained and maintained its current success is that it has innovated constantly and it has maintained itself as the best option among search engines. And is soon, the minute that it either stops to do that or um, or that another uh, market, uh, another market uh, player, another upstart figures out a way to outstrip it, that is going to end regardless of these deals. Well, so I have a I have a couple things there. I was making some notes uh, while you were talking. First off, one really funny fact that I saw online was the uh, the top search result on Bing in 2021 was actually Google, uh, and yeah. I believe in the top four, three of them had to do with Google. It was YouTube and and uh, and something else. So even when people go to Bing when they want to search something, they'll go to Google first so they can search. So that's kind of a funny one. The other one with the default setting on your phone. Uh, as we know, people can change the setting. Mine is set to DuckDuckGo. And so if I don't want to use Google, they're not forcing me to to use Google. And that means consumers still do have a choice if there's something that they would rather use, right? And then uh, as far as the innovation goes, 
One thing that I've seen is because uh, I follow things going on in the stock market quite a bit. Well, Microsoft has ownership or partial ownership of OpenAI, which has ChatGPT. And if you listen to stock analysts talking, they are actually worried about Google's future because so many people are going to be doing search using things like ChatGPT. And so by the time, like we normally see with the government, by the time we get to this lawsuit and the government doing something about this perceived problem, the market's already innovated and the other the other competitors are finding ways to outcompete Google uh, to the point that people are actually worried about the future of Google itself. And that's kind of how it always goes, right? Oh, 100%. Um, the, the digital economy is incredibly dynamic. It moves so quickly. And we've seen people talk about um, or blow the blow the alarm on so-called monopolies. Like <clears throat> my my favorite of this is that Fortune Fortune published this glowing profile of Yahoo in 1998, which by the way was the year that Google was founded. And and this Fortune writer is talking about how Yahoo has figured out how to how to do a search engine. It's won the search engine wars. That was the famous tagline. Um, and then it never works out, right? We uh, I don't know. Um, say uh, uh, I mean MySpace. Suppose the monopoly gone. Mm. Um, the, these these things fade into history, and they seem really big and scary. And maybe this is a, this this is applicable to other political panics that we have. But these things seem very very scary when we're looking at them. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. Then uh, a decade, two decades on, we realize that they really were never what we thought that they were. Um, and we can do a lot of economic damage by not realizing that fact in real time. On your first point earlier as to whether or not they're actually a monopoly, you made a you made the point that they narrowly define uh, these categories, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that because are we are are they just talking about say searches on browsers, and they are ignoring all of the other ways that people search for content or for answers? Because I'm I'm one of those people that when I hear something happen, like I'll go to Twitter or X and I'll, and I'll search for it and I'll kind of crowdsource the information from it. And a lot of people are using TikTok and, uh, and AI. And so are they narrowly defining this down to just browser searches? Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's a big problem for the reasons you stated, but also because the way that a lot of, uh, a lot of these search revenues are generated, uh, comes from product searches and now product searches largely um, and increasingly come from Amazon. And there's a reason why we've seen Amazon take more and more and more of Google's advertising uh, uh, market share, but because that doesn't quite uh, work very, it doesn't play well with the narrative that the DOJ is trying to establish, they're not going to, um, they're, they're not going to acknowledge that because it would, it would really, it would really largely undermine their case. Um, and we've seen over decades, this is a trick that antitrust um, antitrust folks pull constantly. If you can define the, the right market in just the right ways and just tease things out and exclude the inconvenient, uh, the inconvenient facts and the inconvenient market players, you can sort of paint the picture that anyone has a monopoly. Um, and that's actually stood them in really good stead over the years. But that doesn't mean that it's any more economically or intellectually valid. Yeah, there's always they always ignore these substitutions that people can do. And like you said, we've seen that throughout throughout history, whether it comes to Alcoa or or any other companies like that. They've always ignored substitutions. Thanks to Thomas Sowell for telling me about uh, previous cases like that. Um, I do. I do appreciate that. Do you think that they're narrowing this down to the default 
uh, search engines on uh, on people's browsers because that's something that Google is paying for? Are they making the argument that because Google is such a big company that their competition cannot possibly uh, compete with them in becoming the default search engine? Yeah, I, I think really when it comes down to it, the what what's behind the Department of Justice's line of reasoning is the idea that normal business practices magically become anti-competitive when engaged in by very large companies. So kind of the idea is that once a company gets to a certain level, you have to start handicapping for all of its, all of its competitors. Um, I, I, I think, I think we've talked about the American innovation and choice online act, which was a massive uh, digital antitrust proposal that got pretty far in the last Congress. And then is sort of, been introduced and just been hanging around in this one. Uh, but the American Innovation and Choice Online Act is predicated on this exact same notion, which is that we basically have to make the big players play by different rules as everybody else. And what that ends up with, or what, what the consumer ends up with, is really, really poor competition, higher prices, um, and and worse product selection and, worse, and, and smaller consumer choice. Um, and that that is the economy that that the DOJ and folks at the FTC and a lot of lawmakers who agree with their philosophy are pushing us towards. Well, that's the that's the confusing thing here. I guess it's not really confusing because it is the government doing it, but they they pay more attention to what's best for competitors and not what's best for consumers. And what's best for consumers is that they get the best product and they are overwhelmingly telling people that they're getting the best product from Google, especially when it comes to this narrowly defined market. And isn't that what they should want is that consumers are getting the best options. Why force them into getting some type of a subpar option. I don't see how that's better or why we would, would want the government doing that to its people, giving them them worse options. So, uh, like I said, it's a bit confusing, but not so much when you look at Lena Wynn. Is, are they going to win a case? I think they've lost like everything that they've tried to do. Um, what's the track record from the, uh, the DOJ or the, uh, is it the FTC, I guess, doing this? How's their track record? Yeah, so... So the FTC and the DOJ are 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 largely not completely completely but largely simpatico on on these on these issues. Um, they've both suffered many losses in um, <clears throat> they've both su- suffered many losses in court when when they when they brought when they brought various suits. Um, I personally think that the DOJ is likely to lose this case. It it always is a little bit risky to start predicting how a judge will rule, but I just don't think that the, the, the DOJ has the goods. And already on the first day of the of the trial, one of their experts was resorting to um, basically advocating a Russian style digital regulation for, for this for this uh, area. And to me, as soon as as soon as we get to that point on day one, um, I'm starting to get suspicious that they don't actually have better arguments. All right, we'll leave it there at the predictions and you should come back when the uh, case is finished and we'll talk about that. And I'm sure we'll have many things to talk about uh, coming up in the future. So David, tell everyone where they can go to find more of your work. You can follow me on Twitter at David B. McGarry and all of uh, all my writing and various other nonsense gets sorted through there. <laughs> all right. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sorry it was such a short amount of time today, but like I said, we'll do it again soon. So thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks. See ya.